You're listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi, everyone. It's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Friday, the 17th of February, 2023. Later, QBE shares topped the market. But first, to tax and some changes to the way people can calculate work from home deductions. The Australian Taxation Office has removed the all-encompassing shortcut method used to calculate deductions during the pandemic, leaving two methods, the existing actual and a revised fixed rate method. To explain what it all means, Rainer Bosch spoke with ATO Commissioner Tim Lowe. We've got two methods in order to claim your working from home expenses. You can have a choice of the two. We've got the actual cost method that hasn't changed. And we also have the revised fixed rate method that has changed. So a couple of things have changed. First of all, the rate has increased from 52 cents per hour to 67 cents per hour. And the other thing that has changed is that you don't need a dedicated workspace or a home office to access this method. So we know millions of Australians as a result of the pandemic are working from the kitchen bench the dining table or even the couch. So we wanted to make things really easy and simple for people to access this particular method. Why get rid of the shortcut method? Yeah, look, the the 80 cents per hour shortcut method was introduced as a result of the pandemic. We wanted to make it easy for people to access that uh, method whilst they're working for home for the first time. And what we've realised over the last couple of years is a lot more people are still using the fixed rate method than the actual cost method. In fact, four and five Aussies were using that method uh, throughout the pandemic. So we wanted to take this opportunity as we move into a post-pandemic world to revise the um, fixed rate method to, to reflect hybrid and contemporary working arrangements that we have in place now. What are the benefits of using the fixed rate method? Look, I see there's a few excellent benefits. The first is the increase in the rate by 28% to $0.67 cents per hour. The second is that includes those really tricky and tedious uh, expenses from working from home that uh, used to be difficult for, to be portion for work-related and the private components. So it includes things like electricity costs, telephone costs and internet expenses, as well as consumables and printering. So now those costs are automatically included in that return to make that calculation really easy and simple for both taxpayers and tax agents if they're helping taxpayers lodge their tax return. But you need more detailed records, don't you? Look, Raymond, look, lots of Aussies keep really good records. So if you, you were using the 80 cents per hour shortcut method, you always needed a diary or timesheet entries for every day you were working from home. So there's no difference in that respect. So under this revised fixed rate, rate method, you'll need to have those records. Now, what we've tried to do to make things really easy in a transitional year is from 1 July of last year to the 28th of February this year, if you haven't kept those records and you were a little bit disorganised, we're, we're allowing people to have a four-week representative period to document uh, through a diary the number of hours they've been working from home. So that will work out that period for the years thus far. And then from 1 March of this year to the end of the financial year, you just need a diary or timesheet entries to record the number of hours you've been working from home. Is there anything the ATO is doing to ease cost of living pressures? Yeah, Raina, we, you know, we appreciate that a lot of Australians are under financial pressure. You know, cost of living is going up. Uh, one thing we are, we are going to do is revisit this method in, 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 in upcoming uh, financial years to look at whether the, the rate reflects uh, the, the cost of living. Uh, the other thing to remember is that you know what you can and can't claim really depends on the job that you have. So there are other deductions available depending on the occupation that you have. So the best thing to do is check out our website. Uh, we've got nearly 40 occupation guides where you can work out what you can and can't claim this tax time. 
Brandon Bosch there speaking with the ATO Commissioner, Tim Lowe. Now to the Australian share market, which fell. The ASX 200 down 0.9%, 7,346. For more, I spoke earlier with James Whelan from VFS Group. James, the market down today, US producer prices higher. So how likely is it that global central banks will now have to take rates higher and for longer? There's been a battle for the last few months about who's right between the Federal Reserve and the bond market. The bond market saying that there's going to be some rate cuts at the back end of 2023. The Fed, Jay Powell, saying, no, there's absolutely not. We have seen now that we think that the decider has been the Federal Reserve has won and the rate market is now starting to factor in that there's actually going to be less cuts in the back end of 2023. So higher rates for longer is now the theme of the day and the markets are responding to that. So what does that mean for the markets and investments? It just means we need to reprice exactly where we see cash being for the next foreseeable future. And that's that, that's something that markets just need to do. It's usually pretty quick to happen. It's usually just means it just, it just needs to have a bit of a resettling of water. It means that also that you've got mortgage rates going through the roof. If we want to talk locally about where the pressure points are going to, are going to happen and are happening here, we're seeing now that mortgage rates hitting hard, hitting the consumer really hard, and investments actually responding to that too. Discretionary, taking a bit of a, <laughs> taking a, bit of a bath here locally. Uh, off the back of it, we're seeing that uh, the fixed rate to variable rate, or variable rate to fixed rate to variable rate mortgages are, uh, are, are starting to unwind and really hurting people as well. So that's something that, that, that locally we're going to have uh, to see. Also, the messaging from the RBA potentially hasn't been as comforting as people have potentially wanted as well. So uh, the great unknown that sort of stands in front of you means a market that's not as investable as you'd want. Okay, reporting season continues to plough ahead. Uh, not as busy today as it has been earlier in the week, but still I think QBE is a standout. What did investors like from its $1.23 billion profit? Well, revenue was uh, pretty strong there and also the ability that they've had of being able to raise premiums in this inflationary economy has gone pretty well too. Generally speaking, though, insurers do well in a raising rate environment. So investors have, have been able to, uh, to, uh, to get paid back for that pretty handsomely today. And looking at profit reporting season as a whole, what is it telling you about the way companies are managing inflation? Even if we look here and over in the States as well, which is where I've been looking very closely as well, we see that margins are super important to companies and their ability to protect them is also just as important. If you can't protect your margins, then you're probably not going to get as many investment dollars as you potentially like. And we're seeing that margins are being compressed, margins are being squeezed, and it's that messaging of sort of the guidance that you've got. Keep in mind that earnings were downgraded a few months ago, and so the slight beat in earnings that have come through is after that downgrade. People need to be reminded that we are still in an earnings recession. However, locally, if we look at what we've got here, We've got the banks and we've got the miners. Now, the miners are going great. There's no problem with that at all because it's the Chinese reopening. However, the Chinese reopening has been almost fully priced in now. That's, that's as good as it's going to be. Now, it's just regularly based on commodity price shifts. The banks, we saw CBA report at the beginning of the week, their NIM net interest margin wasn't as strong as potentially people would have liked, and they've been punished for it. And then you've also got a pretty hostile Treasury sending the ACCC after them for not passing on rate rises, but uh, definitely hitting mortgage holders with rate hikes. That's a controversial topic and probably not something that the banks really want to have ahead of them right now. So you've got that mixture. And then also, as I mentioned, the consumer discretionary stocks taking a bit of a hit too, because people's belts are getting tightened uh, all around Australia. So a little bit of a combination there. We've had a really good rally and maybe it's just time for a bit of a breather. James on there from VFS. 
This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Music